Well, hey, uh, so Ronnie Stevens or Dennis Wright, I'm thinking the conversation kind of went like this. It kind of went like, all right, guys, Ronnie, and it's a tragic story why he's not here, but I'm kind of thinking it went something like, you know, we need somebody to replace him that's theologically sound and, and mature in their faith, and I'm sure Dr. Young said, Dennis Wright. <laughs> Is that how it went? That's how the conversation went. Oh, well, you're going to have to indulge with me for 15 minutes is what I've been allotted. So I was asked to give my testimony. Um, I'm a little nervous, but, you know, ever since I quit doing announcements in Umi's class, I got comfortable speaking in front of a crowd. Now I'm nervous again, so bear with me. Um, Just a little introduction. I've kind of, I've done this before, and and I'm pretty sure this is going to be should be the very same. Um, pre-conversion, I want to explain that a little bit. I got holes in my pants. Sorry about that. Um, I'm going to the farm right after this. I just noticed. Ron Stewart's probably the only one looking because he's wearing that. Uh, okay, so so growing up, um, growing up, I had a I had a. a what I think was a great family life. Uh, my mom and dad, my brother, we all got along great. Um, my dad worked for John Deere. We moved around about every four or five years. So I was in a new environment every, every, every four or five years. Um, I, you know, I would say that we grew up unchurched. You know, mom and dad might take a little offense to that, but we weren't against godly things. We just didn't consider godly things. Um, but I, but I do remember going to church some, uh, certainly not, you know, not anything registering with me. Um, my family, again, was a great family life. My immediate family, just outside of, of like, aunts and uncles, kind of very similar life growing up. Not anybody really, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't say that anybody was redeemed. Uh, maybe, I don't know. But we had a fun life, and fun meaning when we went hunting to the hunting camp, you know, there was, there was a lot of drinking, and there was a lot of, you know, that kind of what you would probably expect from an unregenerate family. Um, there were Playboy magazines in the, in the, next to the toilet in the magazine rack, and, but, but that's just kind of, again, it was, I, I wouldn't, I didn't think that there was any negativity associated with that, so, Life goes on in about ninth grade. I've established that as really a turning point, and it's interesting. My best friend in ninth grade, Troy Winder, um, and, and up until that point, I felt like I'd led a um, howdy-doody kind of life. You know, I, I, was, I was on the innocent side of things, and probably the most trouble that we ever got into was throwing snowballs at cars. So um, ninth grade was a turning point, and my, my best friend Troy went that way, and became a pastor, still is a pastor to this day, um, and I went the opposite direction. Um, of course, that led to, you know, probably drinking alcohol was the beginning of, of the discovery of alcohol was the beginning of, of trouble. The discovery of girls was the further beginning of trouble. The discovery of alcohol and girls together led to even more trouble. Um, you know, high school, um, I was I was wild when I didn't have a girlfriend, not as 
wild when I had a girlfriend. Um, college life was, again, fraternities and girls and partying and drinking. And, um, and I met my wife. Um, and I, look, Alan Greer, I talked to Alan Greer about this a little bit. He said, you know, what should I, I was trying to talk to him a little bit about how I was going to construct this. And he said, um, I don't know, you, you do what you, you're led to do, but they're going to want to see you cry. And I don't want to cry. I'm like, but when I talk about my wife and I talk about my kids, I, I might tear up and may get choked, but so bear with me. But I met my wife, uh, and shortly after college, we got married. And if there wasn't one young person in here, I was going to use the, I, I was going to say she married a piece of, I'll say she married a piece of crap. Um, I'll keep it PG. Uh, but that's that's what she did, and she was and she was a believer. She'd been a believer a long part of her life, and um, you know she married a, a non-believer. Um, but but we had kids. We started life, you know, with kids right out of college, and it was and it was new. And again, um, at I can't. I would say the first five to six or seven years of our married life was relatively normal. Um, you know, I still, I still partied, but when I, I started my business in 29 and had relative business success at, um, um, 30, 31. And with that success came another split in life. Um, but and let me, as a side note, at this point we were going to church. I mean, Sherry was the, the spiritual leader of the family probably still is, but at this point she certainly was. We were going to church. I was teaching Sunday school at Grace of Ann. Uh, we began at Independent Presbyterian Church, where, where I didn't listen to one thing. We moved over here to Grace of Ann, and I continued to not listen to anything. I didn't hear anything. Um, and yet I taught in your Sunday school classes. And I served on a committee. I can't remember what committee, but I served on a committee back here. I think it was a finance committee or something. So, again, I'm a non-believer at, at in this stage of life. So business success, again, we split this way. And in, in the business world, in my business world, I, I'm in the construction industry, and it's a little seedy. Uh, can be a lot seedy. If you don't believe it, go look at the Porta Johns. Go, go to the bathroom in a Porta John. You'll get a glimpse into my world. But there are responsible, mature believers in my industry, and there's the irresponsible non-believers that are in my industry. This thing's falling off. Can you still... Am I pointing out? So, again, the split in the life was there was opportunities for me to hang around. This thing, Dr. Young, I get this. There you go. Can you hear me? You know, I know why you don't. I, don't, I can't stand it. I don't know how to use it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so again, I had an opportunity to do, to hang out with this group or this group. Well, I chose to hang out with this group and with a little business success and a little, you know, the, the attitude that you created business by going out and drinking with the people that could give you business. That's where I ended up. Um, and it, and a little more success, a little more money. Um, I moved further and further away from living a responsible life to living a pagan life. Um, you know, some of the 
of course, Wednesday night now is a church night for, for us, and, and I'll talk about that in a minute. We love it. But Wednesday night in the business community is the, is the shake, shake it down party night. And, of course, we all had a group of people we'd go out with, and, and that might end up leading to a strip club. And, and you know, without, without giving Satan any glory to where that led me to, um, I did everything possible that could have ruined my business, my marriage, my family, everything uh, in, this, in this time frame. Um, at some point around 35, I hit rock bottom, <clears throat> and I, I, it was an oddly strange, wickedly glorious weekend all in one. Um, and I think, I, think the, I think what God said, he's like, okay, big boy, let me show you what you're messing with. And the first thing I experienced after, after of this weekend of, of pagan living was fear. Fear of God, fear of who God was, fear, just plain fear. And I ran to the Bible and opened up, and I, for whatever reason, started reading Ecclesiastes, no, Ezekiel, and became even more fearful because I kept reading stuff about God and the sword and blood and separation and all that. Um, and and I, I know he was working through my life, and the first thing he revealed to me was who he was, and it was instant fear. Um, and I felt separation from God, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I came along, um, oh gosh, in the same thing, and I will give you a new heart, and I will put my spirit in you, and, and I will remove the heart of stone and put a heart of flesh. That's exactly what happened to me that weekend. Um, it was only a God thing. There wasn't any fear of, I didn't get caught doing anything. God grabbed a hold of me and revealed to me who he was. So through this weekend, um, I felt sin for the first time. I mean, I knew right and wrong. I, I somewhat knew right and wrong, but I felt sin for the first time in my life, which scared me even more. Um, Dr. Young was a part of that weekend and extended a grace to me, that I'll be forever grateful for. Um, But through that process, I understood who God was. I understood where I stood. And I understood through scriptures and through praying through this weekend and through Dr. Young who Christ was. And I was led to Christ that weekend. Um, I was once blind. A Friday I was blind. And sometime Sunday, I could see. Um, And it was completely God's doing, completely God's grace through that whole weekend. Um, So, after this weekend, again, it was, um, I call this my post-conversion. I began a journey of incredible growth, um, fueled by my wife and her willingness to forgive, um, fueled by Grace of Ann, by Dr. Young, by Alan Greer. Um, it was an incredible, sanctifying process. Um, it was interesting. It was a, it was a little wacko because um, 
you know, it was, it was new for me. I was a new believer. And gosh, thinking back, I think, I think I, when I say wacko, I was this guy and now I'm this guy and my friends and my family and my business, everybody at work, it, it was just, it was just a freaky. It was like a freak show for a little while. Um, and that was healthy and it was good. You know, there, there might've been a, as I'm growing in Christ, as I'm learning about Christ, you know, I was every, every day I was listening to, um, Ed Young and, and Charles Stanley and, and listening to some of Sherry's Christian music that I don't listen to that much anymore. But all this was in the beginning and all this was a new life to me. New, new friends, um, complete new set of friends, new relationship, new relationship with my wife, um, new Bible studies. You know, I bet I bugged you every other day asking you a question. Tell me what abiding in Christ is. And, you know, we had Bible studies going on with several guys and it was a precious time. Um, you know, I know, I know Umi loathes this, but a favorite verse, you know, I, the only thing when I think back and I was trying to think of that, do I, you know, what did I cling on to? Um, and I, and I began this new spiritual journey about the time you started teaching Romans. And, you know, I've said this, you, I don't, you know, I don't know when Dr. Young is going to retire, maybe 20 years from now, but you, you, you might be able to replaceable, be replaceable on Sunday. You're not replaceable on Wednesday. The, the guy that can do what he does here on Wednesday nights, 10 years, 15 years could be our next guy. Um, that's going to be my judge, one of them. But all that being said, that, that period of life, growing through Romans, was unbelievable. Anyway, back to the famous verse, um, or my favorite verse. But now, Romans 3.21, that's all I could ever, anytime, it's kind of cliche to say what your favorite verse. But now, that to me is the beginning of a glorious gospel message that I received at age 35. And I didn't tell you what age, I was at age 35 when this happened. Um, I got to clean it up pretty quick. So, so now, life. This this transition, this post-conversion new growth went through about three or four years, four or five years, and then I became an elder, and that's been interesting. Uh, it's been difficult. I, I, I say that being an elder and how being a part of governing the church is, is completely more difficult than what I do during the week. It's, it's complex, and has it been sanctifying? I, I'm not sure for me, um, but maybe. It's been good for me, I think. <laughs> um, but here's, what, here's where I am today, and I'll close with this. I feel like I'm a relaxed Christian, and that's, tr- that's, that's burdening to me. You know, I, I can scratch my head all the time thinking, golly, back in that growth period, back in that beginning of the journey period, it was unbelievable and now I feel like a relaxed Christian. And I don't know whether it's my age or the fact that we don't have kids at home or, you know, relatively financially stable if I quit blowing money. Um, but that's the stage I'm in right now, and it's, it's, it's burdening me. Um, you know, how, what can lead to that? You know, my, I don't know. My, I still struggle with the old man in me. I still struggle with my type A personality. Um, I'm still a little... Not a little, a lot immature. Um, money's still an issue. 
that I struggle with. Those are my those are my sins. Um, of course, you know when the pretty girl walks by, I can't figure out how to not to sin. Then forgive me. Um, but the money thing of it, I, I've I've I think I've made up two phrases. Ownership is overrated, and um, money has afforded me the opportunity to make stupid decisions. And I struggle with, you know, those those are my current struggles. I close with this. Um, Here's my thank you God's, my thank you God fours. Um, I can't even think about it now. My life in Christ, my wife. Um, outside of Christ, the most godly thing that that He's done, <laughs> He's done for me. Um, my kids. I'm not gonna be able to finish. My kids. Uh, I sat there and listened to Hunter yesterday. Hunter's last day at Grace is today. That's my oldest. And I sat there and listened to a group of people talk about how much he's impacted their lives and their ministry and that Grace of Ann Athletics ministry. And that uh, I thank God for that. And how he's orchestrated that through being, being part of my journey. My parents, my mom and dad go here. Um, and they're growing where they're on their spiritual life, I don't know, but they're growing, and it's delightful for me to see that. Um, my friends, Alan Greer has been a spiritual mentor. He still is to this day, and um, this church has been exceptional to me. Thank you all.